Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, Iowa? Are we ready for Minnesota? Yeah. No, you're supposed to say, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yeah, that's how that, that kind of stuff goes. You I was never a, a cheerleader. You need a lesson in cheering. I was always on the field, though, so. <laughs> um, here we go. Minnesota week. What do we think? How are we feeling? Weird, weird Wild West. Oh, yeah. Took me a second. I was like, what? What do you mean by that? Um, After yeah. they lose to Illinois, but, you know, obviously we still have an opportunity. We beat Northwestern. Uh, kind of seems like the ball's in Wisconsin's court right now. Can I but... say that I'm cheering for Purdue to beat Ohio State? <laughs> Can I say that? I mean, for the chaos of it all, they're 21-point dogs right now to Ohio State. However, we do need Purdue to lose one more game. If they uh, took took us down, right? Took Michigan State down, and then Ohio State. I'm going to call it a hat trick. That's Would that have it. been three? That all three of us were ranked top five, right? I think so. Yeah. Wow. That's what I would call a hat trick. <laughs> that that would be wild. <laughs> and two of them on the road. Yeah, that's right. It would have been at Iowa and at Ohio State. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Whatever. Wild West. <laughs> I guess that's what they call the Purdue special. Get it? Because that if you listen to our other podcasts. The Purdue Special is one of their trains, train mascot things. I don't know. <laughs> things, yeah. Speaking of that, I've got a little uh, history lesson for you. Let's hear it. Okay. Floyd of Rosedale, which I always say Floyd of Roysdale. <laughs> it just, I don't know, it rolls off the tongue. Um, what do you know about it? Do you know, do you know the history of it? I do, but that's because, I mean, I played for it. So. I bet you don't know all of it. Okay. So okay. 1935. Actually, we'll go back to 1934. Um, there was some controversy. Um, Ozzie Simmons, he was a star halfback for Iowa. Um, and he was one of the few black football players um, playing. At the time. Yeah, at the, ta- at the time, um, just in general in the game of football. Um, and when they were playing Minnesota in the 1934 season, uh, Minnesota wasn't too kind. Um, beat him up a little bit. And... Um, he had to actually sit out. He took so many hard hits. And so Iowa fans, you know how we do. We're mad. You know? <laughs> We're mad. Because don't disrespect one of our players. Mm-hmm. That's one of us, right? Uh, so we get to 1935, right? And Minnesota is 5-0. and Iowa is 4-0-1, and because back then you could tie. And our Iowa fans sent threatening letters to Minnesota, and we're like, hey, like, if you don't respect Ozzie Simmons, we're coming for you, basically. Basically try it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So then uh, our governor at the time, actually, 
was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to send a little message out to Minnesota too. And if if it happens, I know that uh, Iowa fans will not stand for it. That's a summary of what he said. And so basically, like, we will rush the field. And <laughs> like, that was kind of what was insinuated. Kind of crazy. That. Yeah. So then the Minnesota head coach is like mad, mad, right? It's kind of like picture... <laughs> picture when james franklin people were saying that uh that (laughs) That his players were faking injuries yeah it's kind of like that he was mad mad so then the minnesota head coach said that our head coach and governor were inciting violence by that right too much wild so then the minnesota governor was like hey you know what guys relax so ahead of the game he actually reached out sent a letter or something however they communicated back then um pigeon was it a pigeon is it an owl uh just to kind of like make nice and kind of make light of the situation and whatever um and so he's like hey you know what whoever comes out on top i will bet you uh an iowa prize hog or a minnesota prize hog whoever wins we'll send it home with them right um, so like it was a live hog at the time. Yeah, a live hog, giant one. But Minnesota won that year, nineteen thirty-five, uh, thirteen to six. All was good, no issues. And actually, after the game, uh, a bunch of Minnesota players came out and like can, uh, said how great Ozzy Simmons was and what a fantastic player he was. And um, then Ozzy said, you know, Minnesota's a great team, hard fought win. You know, it was a clean football game, basically. Cool. So all was resolved. Just with some bacon. Well, with some bacon and Iowa fans saying, hey, no, (laughs) which I can appreciate. So they did that for a while with like the real hogs. And then some stuff went down that I'm I honestly just really didn't take the time to read why we didn't do live ones anymore. But I think it's kind of (laughs) obvious. I don't know. And now we have the bronze Floyd of Rosedale. That's a heavy one. Yeah. Ninety eight pounds. Do you think you could lift it by yourself? Really? Not <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you could. You know, like those stories of the mom gets adrenaline and lifts the car to save their kid. Okay, if Floyd of Rosedale somehow landed on Dax, I could probably lift it. There yes. you go. So you could. Okay. <laughs> In the right circumstances, <laughs> I guess. So that's the story behind it. Kind of wild, huh? I like to dig back into these uh, these little things, like you know, mascots and trophies, and well, the thing is, everything has a story. Everything has a story, and it usually takes you down the weirdest, windiest path. Nothing beats Kent State, though. <laughs> the golden flash. Golden flashes. <laughs> so the other thing is, one one little tidbit before we get rolling on football, Goldie the Gopher, their no, mascot. No. You don't like him? No. <laughs> I don't think you like any mascots, do you? Besides Herky, of course. Uh, yeah, I just don't like Minnesota in general, but it's, that's like a personal vendetta thing. Ooh, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. We'll get to that in a second. Goldie Gopher. So he's been the national champion. Did you know they have national competitions for mascots? I wasn't sure. Like, I feel like there would have been, but I don't know how it's judged or anything. I th- Okay, so I think there's, it's like a two-part thing. They do an in-person, like, performance, I think. Like a dance routine? I don't think it's dancing. I mean, if you can dance, I'm sure you, I get... Is it I, like a talent show? I don't know. I'll get some information on Saturday from our Herky security. Okay. And then we'll we'll chat about it next time. Okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so that and they have like I think they do a video like of the whole entire like seasons of them at places and like PR events and things like that, and then it's judged off that kind of stuff. Anyway, they have been national champions four out of the last ten years. 
and he dates all the way back to 1952. And do you know what fans yell at Goldie? What do they yell at Goldie? Goldie, spin your head. Have you ever seen it? (laughs) No. It's ridiculous. I don't know who designed it and was like, you know what? He should be able to do an entire 360 with his head. Why are all these mascots got like something creepy to them? I know. It's like you just got to add something weird. Purdue Pete. (laughs) The eyes. I know. Those dead open eyes. I know. Um, Herky, though, he doesn't have anything creepy. I think he's cool. That's true. So I just had to throw that in there because I think Goldie is just like, it's a good mascot. Like, I think the the build of him is good. Like, the the head and all the, like, sure. he's got the shoulder pads. And I think he looks like a good mascot. He's friendly enough, but also, like, I think they pick some tall people. Anyway. Sure, sure. But the spinning the head, I'm, I'm not quite on board with that one. But, yeah, I feel like mascots are just, I mean, they're characters. You know, they're fictional characters, but usually there's something off about them. Yeah. Okay. I want to get into football now, though. Well, football always begins with a good tailgate. It does begin with a good tailgate. You want to know how to make a good tailgate? How do you make a good tailgate? You take cheese. (laughs) (laughs) You take it from your doorstep. You prepare it nice and pretty on a plate. And then you show up and you say, hey, guys, I brought this cheese plate from Galena River Wine and Cheese. And I ordered it on GalenaRiverWineAndCheese.com. And then everybody will say, you're the hero of the tailgate. And they'll say, I know. And then everybody will enjoy it. And then you'll say, they'll say, where did you get this again? And then you say, GalenaRiverWineAndCheese.com. You just order it, cheeses, meats, wines, uh, balsamics, bread. I mean, they have everything. They have so many great things to make a perfect charcuterie board, which is a massive hit at family gatherings. Thanksgiving is coming up. Christmas is coming up. Um, Galena River Wine and Cheese dot com. Or if you're going on a little getaway, go to Galena River Wine and Cheese in Galena, Illinois. Go check them out. All right. What should we talk about first? Well, I mean, do you want to get into my personal vendetta or do you want to get right into football? I think I want to I want to get to the vendetta at the very end. OK. All right. Well, what do you know about their football team? Um, I'm pretty sure you told me earlier today. And let me see if I can get this correct. They have more. Their quarterback has thrown more interceptions than he has touchdowns up to this point. Correct. He's got seven. Seven interceptions and six touchdowns. Yeah. 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 Which, I mean, ever since P.J. Fleck kind of took took over, it's been a run-heavy, run-heavy, run-heavy offense. Ah. I mean, they're on like their fifth string running back, and they're still trying to run the ball more than they can pass. Hmm. Okay. Because a lot of their play calling is based off play action and RPOs. Okay. So they're going to do a lot of crossing routes. They're going to do a lot of inside slants, a lot of 10-yard ins. The middle of the field is what they try to attack. Okay. So what does that mean for us? What does that mean for the Iowa defense? Are we going to shine? Is this an opportunity for us to shine? Or is this kind of one of those things where we just play like hard-nosed football against the run and that's kind of it? Well, a little bit of both. I think this could be could be a get-right game for the defensive line. Mm. Illinois got after Minnesota. Got after six sacks, 10 tackles for loss. Wow. I mean, they got after that offensive line. They made uh, Tanner Morgan hold the ball a little bit longer than he wanted to, and that spells good for our defense. Anytime you go with a zone defense, you're always going to have holes in the zone, and that's what Minnesota is typically pretty good at finding. Um, However, we get Riley Moss back. Yeah, that's exciting. So seeing how, you know, how he kind of gels back in and, and... 
I think that'll help our defensive backfield for sure. Although, shout out to Jamar Harris. I thought he played really well in his uh, short stint. Do you know anything about Terry Roberts? Uh, I haven't. I haven't heard the official word on whether or not he's back or not. Okay. Have you? No, I haven't heard anything. Um, so offensively, they're going to try and run the football. They've got a plus one turnover margin. So okay. not great, not bad, but it is what it is. Um, Key players on the Minnesota offense. Well, it's kind of a tale of two teams right now. Hold on, wait. I think you told me that they have two really good wide receivers and both of them have two last names. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. It's just interesting. <laughs> Another interesting tidbit that, yeah. I don't know. Has absolutely no... Nothing to do with anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry, um, go ahead. But no, it's a tale of two teams. So Tanner Morgan, he's played a lot of consecutive games, right? I don't know uh, if he's a junior or senior, but he's played a lot of football. Starting opposite him is making his first career start. Mm. Alex Padilla. Right. They're running back, fifth string running back, inexperienced freshman. On the other side, Tyler Goodson played a lot of football. Yeah. So I think it's going to be balancing those two things out between the two. Wow. That's a really nice, uh, really nice observation. <laughs> so um, that's, I don't, I don't know if it necessarily plays into one favor or the other, but mm-hmm. I think that that's just a, a good thing for our defense to be aware of. Just getting after them a little bit. Okay. Getting after it. I'm going to segue. Here we go. You're getting after it in real estate. That was not my best. We'll take it. Uh, yeah. Contact. Uh, so I'm part of the Bales team at Urban Acres Real Estate. Um, whether you think people are buying or selling, you're right. They usually are. And uh, it really doesn't slow down any kind of any kind of time. Uh, it's just kind of been one of those things where if it's a condo, we got you. It's an acreage, we got you. Commercial space? Yeah, we got you too. Anything you need when, when it comes to real estate, a group of six of us. We've been through uh, all facets, or at least have some sort of knowledge for all facets, so we can help you uh, if anybody's out of town or anything's going on. Um, we actually just had a, had an instance where somebody was out of town. They're like, hey, uh, can you show this property for me? Sure, I'll go pop over and show your client's property because you're on my team, and I'll help you. So uh, contact the Bales team. You can go to urbanacres.com uh, and check out and search Bales, and all of our smiling faces will be there. Reach out to any of them, but you can definitely reach out to Matt. The Bales team at Urban <laughs> Acres. <laughs> okay. So I want to talk about the Iowa offense now. Um, it has been the talk of the town. Alex Padilla in a QB1. Then we got Deuce Hogan, QB2, which uh, leads you to believe that Spencer uh, does have uh, something going on. Sig- I don't want to say significant because I don't know that, but an injury that just takes him off the depth chart, right? Which I would call that significant. Yeah, anytime you miss playing time. Yeah. I mean, one out of 12 is, is significant. Yeah. Um, but now now it's kind of, what does Alex Padilla do with his opportunity? Yeah. He kind of strikes me as like, just in the way that he performed with Northwestern, he walked in and he commanded the huddle. I mean, there's just, here I am reading energies again, just from watching on TV, and I'll get a really, a way better idea on Saturday when I'm there. But I just feel like um, he's got, this is very far on the outside, but I feel like he's got a really good head on his shoulders when he gets on the field. What do you think? And, and then did you watch his post game? I did not watch his post game. So off the field, I was like, oh, I'm curious, you know, I'm going to watch his post game interview, blah, blah, blah. And he was so chill. He was so 
Kirk Ferentz. <laughs> yeah, just he handled every question with such poise. First of all, he gave the shortest answers that he could possibly give, and he repeated himself so many times. And I mean this in the best way possible, by the way. This is like... Just knowing how to handle media. Knowing how to handle media. I mean, he didn't walk in there like, hey, guys, I just started my first... You know, you know, I'm the guy now, like that kind of thing. Totally gave credit to Spencer, gave credit to the rest of the offense, the guys around him, all of these kind of things. I was just very impressed, not only by his play on the field, but also by the way that um, he handled himself off the field. Not that I would expect anything less coming from an Iowa player, but I don't know. I just thought it was kind of cool. Well, it's always good to it's always good to know that good guys are playing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and guys that get it, because I think that's kind of the major thing. Sure. Um, Quick passes. What do you think? Are we going to see a lot of those today? Is this? Are we going to um, be able to do that? against this Minnesota defense as possible. So the DBs for Minnesota are a little bit different. Um, early on in the game against Illinois, by the way, pop quiz, do you know how many passes Illinois threw against Minnesota? Um, five. Okay, well, obviously it's going to be more. It was 10. 10. I they was going to say 10. 10 but... pa- they went seven for 10. Wow. The, they threw. They ran the ball 48 times. Okay. Um, but... It, just a little fun fact there. Um, this is a Minnesota preview, not Illinois, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so their DBs, uh, early on in the game, they played a lot of man. But really, they played man to the boundary. And what I mean by boundary is, let's say, if you're the quarterback and the ball's on the left hash, the short side of the field is to your left. Okay. And that's considered the boundary. Got it. Then the other side's considered to the field. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, they look like they played man a decent amount into the boundary. Um, which means that's going to be Tracy, that's going to be Keegan. Really, it could be any of our guys. I think they move around a pretty good amount. So um, it's going to be, can you get separation? Mm-hmm. And if not, is Padilla going to give him another shot like he did last week, which do it. I'm still in love with it. <laughs> still <laughs> in love with it. Um, the other thing, too, is they had uh, early in the game, like first drive, they came out with two or three Cobras. Do you know what a Cobra is? No, I don't. Do you want to take a guess as to what a Cobra would be? I'm also not real good with um, snakes either, so I can't really think about what a cobra looks like. Is it based off of like a snake? Does it have? So a cobra is. (laughs) So a cobra is a cornerback blitz. At least that's what we called it. There's a lot of different ways (laughs) you can call it. That hurt. Um, So, so essentially, the boundary corner. They actually ended up blitzing him a few times. And so what they plan to do is they blitz him and then the safety has to sit over the top and basically help out. So it might lead to a few different sight adjustments by our receivers. Sight adjustments. What do you know about those? Um, not a whole lot. I don't think. <laughs> so Learning if, something new every week. So based on the protection, okay, so if it's a right or a left protection, if they're counting one blitz or two, there's all kinds of verbiage, and I'm not going to get into specifics because that's obviously what we run. So based on what kind of protection we call for a given play, if the corner were to blitz and we don't have anybody already set in to block him, then our receiver is going to run a different route than what he's going to do. So that way Padilla can get the ball out now and not worry about the blitz. Okay. That can happen to the tight ends. If these two backers blitz and our line and running back aren't accounting for them, then that's the tight end's job to get open so that way Padilla can get rid of it. Hmm. It can happen anywhere on the field. But a lot of times when a corner blitzes, we don't have somebody for that. So then they run a different route and they take care of it. Okay. 
So we might see a little bit of that. One of the most, uh, one of the coolest ones, if you want to go back and watch, um, it wasn't a good game after this play, uh, but Tavon ran a side adjustment against Nebraska in like 2014 or something. Okay. And the corner blitzed and Tavon ran a quick hitch because in that offense, that's what he ran. And Nate Gary, the safety came down and Tavon made a miss and then went in for a touchdown. He was supposed to have a different route, but changed it because of the corner blitz. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see something similar. Now, protection, of course, plays into it. What kind of protection does it take the corner and the will? Because if it takes the corner and the will, then he's going to run a different route versus if it just takes the corner versus if it takes a lot of other things. So receivers are going to have their head on a swivel is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. And Padilla is going to have to be on the same page as everybody. So he's really going to have to be... Uh, uh, zoned in on everything that's going on. So when you say he's going to have to be on the same page as these receivers that are going to have their head on a swivel, it makes me think that Keegan Johnson and Arlen Bruce are going to have big games because I know they have chemistry. That could definitely help. Just saying. That could definitely help. It seems like Padilla has a little whip on the ball. There were a couple times where I was like, shoot, that came out. (laughs) Yeah, he can. He (laughs) certainly can. And um he, he's got enough touch, though. You know, like it was actually second and eight. I thought it was a third down. It was second and eight against Ke- uh, to Keegan Johnson over the middle. Um, but he, he's definitely got the accuracy. You know, that I, see, I go back to that throw to Charlie Jones that, unfortunately, we didn't connect. Beautiful pass. I mean, just to read it and know that it's between the backers, that's not something that a first-time quarterback sees. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's, it's just a lot of confidence building. Cool. Anything else you want to say about the Iowa offense? If we continue to pass the ball well or do short passes well, then that just opens up the run game. I mean, we talked about it. The one game that we get out and pass with Padilla, what happens with Tyler Goodson? Yeah, had a great game. Had a great game. All you got to do is loosen up the defense a little bit. So, I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good about it. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. And what time is it getting dark here in Iowa now? Like one o'clock. <laughs> you know what's annoying? I'll like drive home from Cedar Rapids at like one thirty, and the sun is in my eyes. I'm like, what are we doing? There's the sunset. I Don't I'm, blink because you'll miss it. <laughs> what? I'm going to be that annoying person that's like, can we stop with the clocks? Just leave them. Leave them where they are. It would make everybody way happier. I get so grumpy when it gets so dark early, you know? Well, it's... I get grumpy when it's normally 730 when Dax gets up. Yep. And now it's 6.30 when Dax gets up. Ugh. Yes, that's the truth. The little things. This is where it's coming from. But actually, though, I just feel like it's a plot against people. It's a it's a plot to make them, like, angry. <laughs> I'm just saying, because this, ugh, I don't know. So it'll, what I'm getting at here is that it's going to get, like, kind of dark at the game on Saturday. It's going to be fun. I think it's going to be chilly, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Blackout military appreciation by the way we're recording this on veterans day so i would like to do a nice little shout out to all of our veterans all active duty but um just to all of you for everything that you do for the united states of america for keeping us free for keeping this land beautiful um and for the sacrifices that you made for um for as long as you did and we just appreciate you and appreciate all you did and happy veterans day uh, you kind of took all my points, but yes, uh, <laughs> I, I second all those things. Um, we wouldn't be here uh, living out the liberties that the sacrifices you guys made. Uh, without the sacrifice you guys made, we wouldn't be 
able to be as free as we are and just simple things, being able to create this podcast, being able to just live in a free country. And I think that gets lost sometimes. So uh, thank you for those that have served, currently serve, and those that are looking to serve. I know that we've got uh, we've got a future Marine, I think, in our, uh, in our cul-de-sac uh, down here. We've got a future uh, uh, military member. So um, thank you to all those that that put their lives actually at risk. Absolutely. Okay. Before we end the podcast, um, we need to talk about your personal vendetta against Minnesota because I'm actually not really sure if I know what it is. So um, ready, set, go. So um, when I was getting, well, when I was trying to get recruited, Aww. I shouldn't say getting recruited. When I was trying to get recruited, went to a ton of camps, ton of camps trying to trying to get my name out there because not many people are going to South Dakota to, to look for talent, let's be honest. So I went to a Minnesota camp. Do you know what I weighed when I first got to college? Uh, 167. Not even. I was 162. Dang it. I was I really six foot was and a half inch, 162 pounds when I got to Iowa. Mm-hmm. So when I was going to camps, I was definitely lighter than that. And um, I went to a camp in Minnesota. Receivers coach really liked me. This is when Coach Jerry Kill was the head coach. Okay. Um, and the receivers coach really liked me, ran a lot of good routes, you know, had a good day. It was like a, it was a, uh, it was just a one-day camp. I think we did like a combine thing, but I don't know if we ran the 40. I can't remember what all drills we did, but we got to the bench press. Well, <laughs> your boy was allergic to the weight room when I was in high school. Uh, I broke my wrist twice, and I used that as my excuse to never go in there. Uh-huh. Um, so, so I if, was... if I would have asked you, hey, Matt, can you, and your freshman year, well, before your freshman year of college, can you lift Floyd of Rosedale? It's 98 pounds. You would have said, nope. I could have deadlifted it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> could I have lifted it over my head? Probably not. But oh, I could man. have deadlifted it. Hey, you know what? Real quick, you go to the gym to get better. You don't go to the gym because you're good at going to the gym. You go to the gym because you want to be better than when you showed up. You just admitted that you never went to the gym in high school. So what What were you doing? I went to the gym in college. <laughs> Okay, I went I'm to sorry. the weight room. Continue. It was a one day camp. One day camp. Did all the stuff. Ran good routes. Everything like that. We get to the bench press, and I forget what they had on the bar. One eighty five, maybe. And I did half a rep. Rocked it out. Yeah, my bench press max was low, low when I got to college. <laughs> And like, I don't even know if I got it. I think I got it down in my chest, tried to bounce it off my chest and bring it back up. No, no strength there. So they just racked it and that was it. And I remember walking back out there and Coach Kill said to me, or I was like, hey, you know, like I thought I had a good day, something like that to Coach Kill. And he said, you're too small to ever play Big Ten football. And at that point, I was like, screw Minnesota. And that was it. Yeah. So that's my little personal vendetta. And then I went on to play five years at the University of Iowa. So. Noise. <laughs> Noise. And him. at 167 pounds. Got him. Okay, I'm done. I'm done talking about myself. But either way, I don't like Minnesota. I like it. That's funny. Okay. Did you know that story? I don't know if I told you that story. No, I kind of feel bad for you. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like that story at all. <laughs> that's okay. Look at you now. <laughs> Look at me now. Okay, Minnesota week. I want to get a win. Let's uh, let's roll through this this goldie gopher spinning his head. Let's just get on with it. Moving on, moving up. Minnesota week. Let's roll. Go Hawks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.